Just imagine standing at 13,568 feet, glaring over California's Sierra Nevada from the top of Mount Goddard, an isolated mountain that is home to the largest peak in its immediate region. Located in Kings Canyon National Park, Mount Goddard is 500 feet higher than any of its neighboring peaks. The surrounding area is incredibly wild and alpine, but Greg Hine, a 33-year-old hiker, knew this. For him, it was just another adventure, an opportunity to connect with the great outdoors, just as he had dozens of times prior to this trip. It was July 5, 2014, and to celebrate the spirit of Independence Day, Hine headed out into the mountains alone, which was not abnormal for this outdoor enthusiast. Since Hine was a child, he explored trails, and as a teenager, Sierra Nevada became a natural obsession. By the time he was in college, he would often head out on week-long adventures. Exploring by himself was his thing. During his senior year, Hine dropped out of school in order to follow his true passion, working as a rafting guide, wildland firefighter, and cave naturalist. His jobs took him all over the place, including Alaska, Vermont, and Oregon. After returning home from New Zealand, he completed his degree in environmental sciences. To solidify this accomplishment, he planned a five-day round-trip jaunt from Florence Lake to Mount Goddard. This route is approximately 20 miles one way and is not for the faint-hearted. In fact, when he signed the summit register in early July, only two hikers had preceded him that year. He had made it. As he snapped a few photographs, he never anticipated what would have happened next. As he began to work his way down the north side of the peak, a small rock came loose in his hand as he braced himself to avoid a potential rock slide. That's all it took. A 125-plus pound boulder followed, breaking his fibula and tibia. Once he fell on his back, his pack acted as a sled, causing him to pick up speed. As his body slid down towards the end of exposed rocks, he noticed that his bone had pierced his skin. Although he managed to stop in the nick of time, his injuries were significant. At this point, his bone was sticking out of the flesh by three to four inches. The level of pain was overwhelming, and without any cell reception, he knew he was on his own. His parents were expecting him home on Monday, but knew to wait until Tuesday at the earliest to report him missing. Being someone who understood the dangers he was about to face, his mind began to create a checklist. Priority number one was to get into warm clothing to avoid complications from hypothermia. He was successful in doing so, but at this point, he was bleeding heavily. He made the decision to stabilize the fracture using sections of his collapsible trekking poles, a strip off his mattress pad, his leather belt, some nylon webbing, and a pocket knife. He was able to stabilize his calf and shin. Next on his mental list was a place to camp. Although there was a broad, flat shelf of rocks further down the mountainside, Hine was unable to descend. He had his pack on his back and began to scoot on his butt. However, the weight of his supplies made it next to impossible for him to maneuver as he needed to. It was at that moment that he decided to leave his remaining two days' worth of water and food behind. He placed a higher priority on items he could use as tools, as well as items that would allow him to stay dry and eventually alert a rescue team. After an agonizing stretch, he reached a level spot beside a large boulder. 
He settled in and began to blow his whistle, screaming help, as his distressed voice echoed through the surrounding slopes. The first night, the temperature fell to about 40 degrees Fahrenheit, but by the following morning, the bleeding had nearly stopped. This small wind did not last long, however, as Hein began to smell a rotten odor by midday. An infection had begun to take over, forcing Hein to crab walk to a patch of snow, which he used to scrub the dead tissue. He would later return to this patch to try and quench his undeniable thirst. By Monday morning, Hein thought he had heard a distant voice yelling, Where are you? Although he entered a cycle calling back to the unknown voice yelling, Help! Help! I'm over here! He later realized he was simply hearing the squawking of a bird. It wasn't until Wednesday morning that Hein's dad reported him missing. The previous Monday evening, he admits he was slightly annoyed that his son had not returned as expected and that he didn't bother to call. Hein's mom was away at a conference and his dad did not want to worry her. After all, it was not outside of character for their son to extend his hiking trips. Hein had been hiking by himself for 15 years, but when Hein did not return Tuesday, once the sun rose on Wednesday, his dad knew that something wasn't right. The search began. It was during this time that Hein began another journey, with the goal to reach a small lake approximately a mile and a half down from his initial resting point. Along the way, he ate for the first time in five days, a meal of moths, ants, crickets, and other insects, which he consumed during his four-hour journey to the lake. It was there on Thursday evening that he saw a helicopter, a helicopter that passed over him an additional four times without spotting him. After he came to terms with the fact that he'd be spending another night in the open, laying in agony, another helicopter flew over. This time, he was spotted. Although Hind faced numerous surgeries after he was rescued, he kept his leg. When it comes to Hind's story, Sir Edmund Hillary, a legendary mountaineer, said it best. It is not the mountain we conquer, but ourselves.